0: Hi, and welcome to Lessons for My Kids. Today, we're talking about critical thinking. And I've got a couple of different articles that uh, I've looked at that really give some good context around how to help kids with critical thinking. Now, since this is for my kids, hopefully they can take some of these habits and use them to actually make themselves a little bit better, and for you, Uh, who are listening, hopefully there's some good tips in here that you can take away and either help uh, with your kids, or I actually may take some of these and and use them on myself. Uh, Because critical thinking is one of those areas in our life that we just don't do enough. Um, and I, and I say that in a very, very, very broad stroke, I understand. But so many of us, we rely on having our phones. We rely on hearing the news. We rely on uh, others to tell us what's going on in the world or what you know, projects we need to work on or what our houses need to look like. We don't actually take time to think things through. And with critical thinking, Uh, I guess I should say not just with critical thinking, but just thinking in general. Uh, There's so many times where, you know, it's loading the dishwasher and I don't know about you, but for some reason I have it down that the dishwasher is like a puzzle and there are certain things that need to go certain places and there's ways to make space, uh, so on and so forth. But I have to think about those things, or if it's building a deck, or if it's you know playing a video game, or talking to my kids, or driving, thinking about how many left-hand turns I really wanna make when I can make right-hand turns, at least that's here in the United States. So those are things that using your brain, uh, so many of us, we have softened, I think, in a lot of ways. Now, this may just be my opinion, but when I talk to some friends uh, who watch certain news programs, they just take that as the gospel truth, so to speak. And really, if they stopped and thought about things, and I'm in the same boat here, I'm not throwing stones, please understand that, but there are times when we both need to look at what's being reported or what's being said on social media and really think about, is this truly something I want to listen to? Is this truly something that I'm going to believe? Uh, So anyway, enough about me. Let's get back to uh, critical thinking and how to teach our kids that. So uh, the places that I went to uh, for this episode are ideas.ted.com. There was a good article about critical thinking uh, by Mary Halton. And then 10 tips for teaching kids to be awesome critical thinkers was an article that I found by Marlena Martinelli uh, on weareteachers.com. Now, both of these sites, if you want thinking and constructive ideas and just some really neat information, uh, both WeAreTeachers.com and TED.com uh, are are very good. With Ted.com, you get a lot of videos as well. Uh, so anyway, back to the point at hand. I'm gonna go through the We Are Teachers uh, and, and rely on that one a little more heavily in this episode, just because the 10 tips for teaching kids to be awesome critical thinkers, it boils it down to uh, a pretty easy to consume. Uh, way of looking at this and then i'll i'll tie in a few of the items that were in the ted.com article as well so to start out the 10 tips for teaching kids to be awesome critical thinkers Uh, number one miss marlena says slow down the pace it's easy to fall into routines calling on one of the first kids who always raises their hands, but there are other kids out there who might want to answer. So I look at this, not just in a classroom setting, because obviously we are teachers is about teachers. Um, we're very smart by the way, but, uh, but I try to take these and look at them from a more, uh, everyday approach. So if I'm talking to my two kids and I ask them what they want for dinner or where they want to go uh, for a movie or what movie they want to see, so on and so forth, uh, it's not always about the one who speaks up first and speaks the loudest, because everybody has an opinion. So we need to give everybody a chance. If we just do what the loudest person or the first person says every time, we could miss out on some opportunities. So it's important that we take, you know, a few extra seconds. Let everybody take a breath, think about what they, how they want to answer, really, and then move forward with the decision. But everybody should have that that chance. So if we slow it down a little bit, you know, some people who might not be thinking of whatever the question is, uh, or the topic, they might need a moment just to. Get their frame of mind turned away from whatever they're focused on and get them back thinking about what it is you are asking. Uh, Another uh, point is pose a question of the day. Uh, I've seen some family uh, have done this. They have a chalkboard and every day they put a riddle or they put some type of a question on the board. Um, And it, and it can be fun. Uh, There are a lot of places you can go online, I will assume, uh, I did not dig in deeper uh, here, but we, our teachers, may even have some questions of the day that we could use. Um, There's a lot of trivia that could be asked. There's a lot of just uh, deeper thinking questions uh, that could be used as well. Uh, So try it. Pose a question of the day. Do it for a week or two and see what happens. You might find it interesting that your kids might get involved and actually go, maybe I've got a question that I could put on there. Or maybe they start looking up their own questions. But that's always a good one to to try. Uh, Make a response box. Uh, I don't know if this is as good for an everyday as it would be for a teacher uh, in a classroom, but it says write a random critical thinking question on the board, give students a specific amount of time to provide a, a response and put it in the response box and then pull out entries one by one and read them out loud. That way, I guess it, it would be anonymous uh, unless you want people to put their names on it. But again, I think that's more for a classroom than it would be for an everyday uh, at home type, uh, type activity. Uh, take a side. Uh, we all might remember uh, if we were for older, we might remember going through debate or seeing debate teams argue, but taking a side. Actually, we might even see our parents uh, or we might have seen our grandparents uh, who chose a side. And in this political climate, which never seems to end, uh, everyone has an opinion and people take sides. And instead of listening to each other, we tend to talk past each other. But what if we took a side on what what we believe in and we actually Did a little research and we got some facts and we sat down with our kids and we posed to them a question. And uh, maybe we give them time, of course, uh, as well to research. But, you know, sit down and talk to them and ask them, you know, why did they choose the side that they did? Let them think it through. Uh, It's interesting to see their minds at work. Uh, There's so much new in the world. And if you've got teenagers who think they know it all, This could be a really good point where you can you can show them not not to kind of shut them down, but it might be an opportunity for you to get them to start thinking beyond uh, just what they're hearing from their friends or or reading on social media. Uh, The next one I thought was pretty interesting. It says, ask why five times. I've never heard of this one before, but it's pretty interesting. Uh, what Miss Marlena says here. Uh, she says, when you encounter a problem in class, you can help the class come up with a solution by using the why five times strategy. Ask the first question why? For example, why didn't the class do well on the spelling test? After a response is given, ask why four more times. She, uh, she includes in her example, why student, uh, where is it here? Why didn't students study for the test? Uh, why didn't students have time to study for the test, etc.? And she says the idea is that after the fifth question is asked, the problem will be solved. Again, I've never heard of that, but kind of an interesting way of looking at it. And if, uh, if you're an adult or if you're a teenager, uh, you might remember when you were a kid, uh, your parents would say something to you and you might say, why? And... That goes on and on and on and on. And of course, you as a kid thought that was funny sometimes, but the parent probably got annoyed in many cases. Uh, so the the limit here, according to Miss Marlena, is five times, and that should help solve the problem. But I do like the idea of using why uh, Role playing, uh, coming up with imaginary scenarios and having kids work through it, um, obviously, we don't need to have something really uh, profound or anything very complex but you can provide them with some tools and say you know what do you use these for Uh, if you were a plumber what would you use these for if you were a carpenter what would you use these for Um, if you're a mechanic so on and so forth or you can maybe it's writing a story uh you know something simple um, although many stories aren't all that simple. Um, they gave the example here of why didn't the science experiment work as planned. So it could be, you know, taking uh, mentos and putting them in Coke uh, bottle and watching that explode and, you know asking them, you know what happened? What do you think what do you think occurred? Um, but going through those those situations can sometimes get the kids thinking, about, well, why did that happen? And they might have questions for you, which is awesome. The next one, go hitchhiking, and they got hitchhiking in quotes, uh, saying uh, practice creative thinking by collaborating on a storyboard. Write a problem on an index card and pin it to the top of the bulletin board and put different headlines on index cards and pin them below. Have the kids, kids brainstorm the ideas that develop each of the heading cards and kids pin them on the board, encouraging kids to go hitchhiking by building onto their classmates' ideas. Kind of an interesting one. Maybe you could talk about where you want to go for a family vacation and giving them options for, you know, maybe they go online and they look to the city that you're going to visit or the the park or, or wherever you're going and you give them an option, hey, you get to choose one, one place that we visit, and maybe that's gets them thinking. It'll get them researching new cities, and then the travel, uh, that's a, just the fun of it. Uh, turnaround is the next one. Great way to focus on positive in not so positive situations is the turnaround thinking strategy. Uh, if a student forgets to bring his homework to school, you can ask what good can come of this? The student can answer with ideas like, I will change my routine before I go to bed. Um, It's giving them an opportunity to take a bad situation and turn it around and figure out how can we make it better. So in the world of work, we have those problems come up every once in a while, uh, probably more often than not. And we go, "Okay, we've got this this situation. What's the best way to fix it? and some companies will say let's put together a a diagram of how to solve this and others will have think tanks and such Uh, but for kids sometimes if it's a similar uh, a simple problem um, maybe it's just simply having them think it through for a few minutes as to what happened how do we make it different and we do this in sports a lot too uh, that we we take the kids and and whether we win or lose, it's what went right, what can we do better? And it's to get the kids starting to think about how did they play, how can they play better as a team, what can we do different? And it's it's those types of things that get them hopefully thinking towards how to become better uh, at their, their craft. And you can do that with anything else. As we've talked about, we've talked music and we've talked uh, writing, and we've talked about other things in the past, um, but those things have have similar uh, similar questions that can be asked. Uh, put your pocket chart to good use. Um, I don't think we really have that for uh, for kids today here at home, uh, but they talk about Bloom's taxonomy and putting them in a pocket chart. You know, up to you if you want to look that up and, and dive into that. Uh, but then the last one they say is hold a Q and A session. If there's a child in your house who's struggling, or or even an adult in your neighborhood who's struggling, and they look to you because of whatever skill set you have, um, maybe you can sit down with them and have them, ha- you know, go over kind of a Q and A. So what happened? Why do you think this happened? Um, how can we make it better? What can we do differently next time? Um, it might be you and a neighbor trying to solve a problem that uh, that you know. Maybe it's trying to build a fence. Um, maybe it's trying to uh, you know clean up trash around the neighborhood. Uh, whatever it is, there's opportunities for you to to take your brain and spread it out into the world, trying to think of. Ways to make the world better and find solutions. So, from the TED Talk one, I'm going to take from there, um, and I think this is a good one. That too many parents and grandparents, and I've heard this listening to phone calls and such. Uh, and I'm not pinpointing my my parents or my in-laws, just so you know. But I've heard this uh, these questions asked when when uh, they're talking to kids specifically. They ask the quick the quick questions that can be yes or no answers. Instead, uh, how is school? You know, we get the, the dime, dime store answer of fine. But it's, well, why is it fine? And now all of a sudden the kids eyes open up and they go, oh, boy, now I've got to actually answer the question. But parents and grandparents, um, siblings, uh, other family, they do want to know what's going on in in lives. Um, And so these questions could be asked to to you or me, in fact, as adults, and we could be going, yeah, everything's fine. Well, but why is it fine? They wanna know more, they wanna know our lives, they wanna know what's going on. So they ask these these questions to move us forward. So that's why having been in communications and, and such for a long time, we always look at the questions, who, what, when, where, how, and why, uh, to really get to the crux of things and to open up more than just the one word answers. So if you can teach your kids some of those things, the who, what, who, what when, where, how, and why, uh, can really, it can, it can open up their world so that as they get older and as things start to happen, they can just not take it at face value and they can actually think things through and hopefully make the world a little bit better place. With that, I thank you for listening again, and I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Take care.